Let's go, Ben. Let's go, Ben. Let's go, Ben. Let's go, Ben McKee. Let's go, Ben McKee. While waiting till the intro really, really drops. While wait. Let's go, Ben. Ben, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Man, I am wonderful, man. I am wonderful. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Hey, man, let's get right to it. Let's, Let's get it. right to it, Ben. What you know what? Man, it's it's a good thing that um I didn't I didn't play around Twitter error. Because the smallest little thing would trigger me in this football game. Would be bulletin board material. Um so Vol Nation sends me a tweet this morning. Yeah, I saw I saw it. I saw it yesterday. Uh, you know how all day she did. You know, he said he he gets things a little bit late, but he always sends it like he just like like he just came out. But he got our back though, right? Mm-hmm. He got our back. It's a good thing, Ben. It's a good thing that um that 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 Twitter wasn't around. Years ago, because oh, oh, Miss, oh, Miss, oh, Miss tweeted something out that you, you, you talking already, old Miss. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, three p.m., three seventeen, a graphic, chess versus checkers. A picture of checkerboard with the uh, Tennessee pieces being checkers, and I guess old Miss pieces being. Chess. Okay. 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 <laughs> Man. I wanna I wanna hit old miss in the mouth right now. Man, I wanna slap him in the mouth right now. That's how I feel right now about this football game. And it's just Thursday. It's just Thursday. I can't wait until Saturday, Ben. I cannot wait. And I found some tickets. I found some tickets, man. <laughs> I found me some tickets. Man, when I saw that, man, I almost lost it. The nerve. The nerve, Ben. On a Wednesday. We choosing violence on a Wednesday from a Twitter account? Ole Miss, that's what we want to do? Okay, all right, all right. Okay, Ole Miss. And this you have challenged the Tennessee fans in the night game. Checker kneeling. You have challenged them. Okay. All right. Okay. On top of Lane's slick little comments all week. Oh, yeah. I heard him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, man. Let me calm down, Ben. Let me calm down, man. We got, we got to do a show today. Well, I think you should do the entire show fired up the way that you are. Oh, yeah. I'm fired up now. That, that's the way it should be. This is a, a huge, huge football game. It's a great opportunity up. for Tennessee, but you know I have to, I have to, I have to understand that I'm not playing. So there's only so much I can, you know, do. So only so much I can do to affect the game on a on a on a Thursday. Now Saturday, I'll be amongst a hundred thousand of my close family members 
and we'll have our ways to inf- inf- in, you know impact the game. But right now, I mean, I got I got I got I got to pace myself, Ben. I got to pace myself. If you ever if you ever went out um, on a Saturday night, hello pregame, you got to pace yourself so you don't pass out before before actually going out. I got I got to pace myself, man. I don't want to pass out before the game was on Saturday, so I got to pace myself. I can't believe I can't believe I saw what I saw. Oh man, this is this is actually I kind of like the trash talk because now we get a chance to see Vol Nation, Neyland Stadium, possibly. I say possibly here, Ben. Possibly be as loud as it was in 2015. Possibly. I think it will be. I think it will be. And let's not forget 2016 Florida either. I, I was I was at both the Oklahoma and the 16 Florida game, and they they were equally loud, equally great. And and I I do think, assuming that it is a a four quarter game, and and Tennessee does its part on the field, I I think it'll be equally as loud as those games because uh, obviously it's going to be a sellout. Tennessee fans are dying for a good football product on the field. So I think there's going to be a sense of, of desperation from fans because they just want this so much to work out with Josh Heupel. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a lot of piss and vinegar because of Lane. So I, I do think it'll be as loud as the Oklahoma game and uh, the, the the Florida game in 16, and it, it's a night game. So everybody's going to be having a good time tailgating all afternoon. Some folks oh, all yeah. day long. So oh, yeah. there, there'll be a little extra spirits in, in Neyland, swirling around Neyland, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. You, 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 you already know, man. You already know. you And you know my my proposed plan for entrance, entrance in Neyland Stadium. I think every Tennessee fan should be given a shot upon going through the gate. But that will never happen. But that's what I think should happen, to ensure the volume of the stadium is at an appropriate level. What kind of a shot would you pass out? I mean, for this game, Mm -hmm. good old homemade Tennessee white lightning. I'm, I'm with you right there. Straight, straight from uh, Buck Nash's backyard. Because I know he, I know he making some right now. That, you know, you, you know that little dance you do when, when you take a shot and it puts some oh, hair yeah. on your chest and, and you, a little wiggle. Yeah, you, you you feel it crawl up your spine and, and, and put a little <laughs> yeah. extra hair on your chest. <laughs> that that's a, those the shots that get you to do that. Are the type of shots that come from Buck Nasty's backyard? <laughs> exactly. It's the it's that little that little shimmy, little shoulder shimmy. Yeah. Ooh. Makes makes you question if it was actually alcohol that you just drank. Hey man, it's that type of game. It is that type of game. And I did see Roman Harper, uh, SEC, ESPN, SEC Network. He already called the upset. No, Roman, stay in your lane. We don't we don't need you. Stay in your lane. Pick over. I was I was uncomfortable when he did that. I was uncomfortable. Uh, look, why don't you worry about Alabama's defense getting right for Mike Leach's air raid? I was uncomfortable when he did that. 
I was very uncomfortable. I don't want anybody picking Tennessee. You you want everybody to pick Ole Miss? Yes. Rat poison. Dude, have you seen that Twitter account? The Lexus Twitter account on Twitter? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you think Lane's seen it? <laughs> yes. Yes, he's seen he's seen everything. He's on there. You can't you can't be the the number one coach in college football as far as Twitter every week except this week. No, Lane, you get on Twitter just like you been get on Twitter other other weeks and other days. You are gonna see all this stuff. You gonna see all this slander. Mm-mm. No, I think he's seen it. I think he's seen it. I think I seen him tweet something about not living in the past, something like that. Yeah. But, but sit down and shut up. I know, right? I know, right? But it's more than just about Lane Kiffin. It's more than just about the trash talk um, on social media. You know, it's about it's about execution. And we talked yesterday about um, fourth down attempts, conversions, Ole Miss being what we consider the best team in college football at at, at fourth down. Uh, they're very aggressive. They've been very efficient. And Tennessee's defense need to be prepared. That if it's third, fourth down, and five or less, that you have to play extra down. There's no fist up defense where you're jogging off the football field and getting ready for for, for punt return. They're gonna they're gonna go for it, and so you have to be prepared mentally for that. Obviously, you gotta be in the right place. You have to adjust to whatever formation they're gonna run and whatever personnel grouping they're gonna have. But mentally, you have to be you have to be ready. You have to be ready. No different than when you see a team in the first five games blow out opponents and they don't play a fourth quarter, they don't play a third quarter because the game is pretty much decided in the first half. And then a team like Alabama runs into a Texas A&M and they have to play a fourth quarter game. And if you're not used to doing it, sometimes it bites you in the butt. Well, for Tennessee, this is the first team that's this aggressive on fourth down. And so you can't you can't get comfortable just because you got to stop on third down because they're coming back they're gonna try they're gonna run another play and they're trying to pick up the first down. You can look at the Alabama game and the first drive being the first drive I think Ole Miss attempted three fourth downs, picked up two and then failed to pick up the third one inside of Bama's ten yard line. Alabama was able to stop them and then go down and drive and score the first touchdown of the game, but. They are aggressive, and will will that make us aggressive if they're able to convert and score points? So we may see some fourth down attempts in this football game. Yesterday, uh, we had a touchdown turnover that you know, combined that both teams will have eight um, fourth down attempts. Did I even answer the question, Ben? Yes, you said turnover. You, you thought that was a little too much, if I remember correctly. I know that's what you said. I know it's what I, I know, said. I'm pretty. Sure I know you I, said turnover. I'm 92 percent sure that that you said turnover. We we need to go back and, and check the tape. You, you know how <laughs> you know how uh, you know 95 percent certainty can can be around here. You know, some some folks take that to the bank, but um, I'm pretty sure you said turnover. I, I I feel like I remember you saying that you felt like that was a little too much as well. Yeah, I know. I know we're going to see more fourth down attempts in this football game than we have all season long between both teams. I can't say that though. 
Yes. I don't know if it's going to be eight, but I can say that we're going to see some fourth quarter, excuse me, some fourth down attempts. I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident that we're going to see that. I like the mindset that Josh Heupel has entered the week with. Uh, to th- This ties into what we're talking about, but also just the, the high-scoring game that we are all anticipating. Everybody is expecting it to be a shootout. Mm-hmm. Tennessee Ole Miss to go blow for blow. And I, I have really liked Josh Heupel's message that he has continued to, to say all throughout this week, Monday at his press conference, uh, yesterday during the SEC teleconference, during vol calls, that you, you can't go into a game chasing points. You, you, have to, you have to go into this game and just be able to adapt to how the game is playing out and be able to get a read on the game early on and then make adjustments. I have liked that that he has said that, hey, we're not going to go into this game chasing points. We're, we're going to go into this game playing situational football <laughs> uh, and, and whatever that calls for. Uh, because I think if you get caught up on, on chasing points like Lane did against Alabama early on, you can run yourself right out of the football game. So I, I like that Josh Heupel has taken a, a tempered approach to what many expect to be a, a high-scoring game. And I, I still think it'll be a high-scoring game. I just like the Heupel's mindset isn't solely on chasing points. He's at least saying the right things. And I, I do think he's a good game manager. And I do think he makes good adjustments. So I, I, I believe him. I think he's being genuine when, when he talks about not chasing points going into this football game. Because like I said a moment ago, it got Lane beat against Alabama. Or at minimum, it... It didn't give his team a chance down the stretch in that football game. Yeah, you can't go chasing points at the beginning of the football game. That would be like going for two every single time, right? Um, you typically go for two later on in the football game. So um, I think Hypo is, is dead on. I think he is just being 100% honest. You know, there's a lot of coach speak with Josh Hypo. I don't think that was coach speak at all. Then uh, I want to – you know, last week you you dropped the mic on me, man. Made me break my mic with your with your facts. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think I might have you today, man. Well, it depends on who goes first. <laughs> it depends on who goes first. I think this is a one hit a quitter with with stats. And uh, I want to take our first break of the day. I want to come back and highlight the biggest. I think the biggest jaw dropping stat. For this football team, Ben. I'm pretty sure you know which one it is. Uh, I don't. You can go a lot of different ways. With, I, I, with, with a jaw-dropping stat. I, I've, got one, I've got one locked and loaded. Just remember, I've got ice water in my veins. And you come at the king, you best not miss. So you, you better come hard after the break. That's all I'm, I'm telling you. All I know is I got an extra mic with me. All I know. I brought two. I brought two mics with me, just in just in case. All I know just is I'm case. playing chess, not checkers. Now, all I know is I flipped the whole damn board over in the game. That's all I know. Look, all That's I know. All I know. All I know is I say checkmate, and you'll be done, son. That's all I know is I flip the board over and throw all the pieces on the floor. That's what I do. Nobody playing the game. Game over. I flip the whole board over, Ben. That's how I play. That's how I play checkers and chess. Oh, I believe. How about it. that? Nobody playing. <laughs> 
Game over. I flipped the whole table over. It's over. It's a wrap. It's a high play. Nobody having fun. 865-255-03. Be right back. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. Hi there, Swain Event family. Are you in the market to purchase a home and a bit freaked out with the market right now? As someone who's been in your spot before, I'm familiar with what's going through your brain. And as a realtor, I've mastered the ins and outs of the buying process. When you work with me, you'll benefit from my experience, and together we'll work toward making sound, smart decisions for your future. And of course, talk a little Vol Sports along the way. Just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. 
For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. have for me Ben Ooh, do I need to go first do you need to go first what what, what do you have for us today look I, I'm I'm so confident that I can go first but that, that I can go first that that I've got enough locked and loaded in the chamber to where I can go as many rounds as you need me to go I'm like Tyson Fury you, you are Deontay Wilder you think you're coming with this big right hand in the first round and, and you're gonna throw Two or three of those big right hands, and I'm going to duck and dodge them. And after you throw those two or three big right hands, you're going to be out of gas. And I, I'm going to be able to go as many rounds as you need me to go. And then, on top of that, I'm going to put you on your butt. So, I'll go first if you want me to. Hey, man, I got one. I got one. <clears throat> you can be Tyson Fury. I'm Mike Tyson. I got one. I got one hit of quitter. All right. We're going home after this. So I got one for you. All right, go ahead and throw it then. You ready? Mm-hmm. Rip him, baby, rip him. Here it is. Two, with 249 points, Tennessee has already eclipsed its entire point total, Ben, of 2020. 215 in 10 games last year. Tennessee right now with 249. I'm done. Did you just everybody go home? Did, did, it's a wrap. Did, did you just take my stat that I threw out yes last week and, and just update? It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a, it's over. <laughs> it's over. Drop the mic. But I, be careful. I, I I've got one for you since since you want to take <laughs> my stat that I threw out last week and just update it. Here's what a. Here's what are you talking about? What are you talking about? 249, that is a recent stat. That's a recent stat. That ain't your stat. That was I, last week. I told you last week that Tennessee was 11, <laughs> 11 points away from surpassing the total. But here's a, another good one. Long scrimmage plays. Tennessee has already hit on eight offensive plays of 40 or more yards from scrimmage this season in six games. Tennessee had three all of last year. Tennessee had three plays last year of 40 or more yards. In six games this year, Tennessee has hit eight offensive plays of 40 or more yards. Okay, 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 okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And the Vols own 17 offensive plays of 30 or more yards after it had 14 last year. Ain't a problem. Ain't a problem. Okay. All right, all right, okay, all right, all right, all right. Okay, let me let me let me let me retreat. Let me go back to my corner. Let me, let me talk to my trainer. <laughs> let me let me huddle with my trainer, man. We gotta you do one of those up. baseball mound huddles. Oh. You look like Deontay Wilder wobbling back over to your corner. <laughs> you with stop the, with the little twig legs. Don't you dare compare me to anybody coming out of Alabama, especially Tuscaloosa. Turd town, sir. Tennessee has put up Back-to-back 28-point first quarters for the first time, Ben, the first time in modern 
program history. You get that, man? The first time in history. 228 point first quarters. The first time in history, in modern history. That means it hasn't happened before. You can't top that, Ben. Swain. Hey, Ben, Ben. Swain. I got a question for you. Do you want to go night-night? Do you want to go night-night, Ben? Do you want to go night-night? It's over. It's over, Ben. Take a nap. Take a nap, Ben. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Somebody come get Ben. He's laying down. He can't get up. He's asleep. Somebody get Ben. Oh, He's over here taking a nap. Oh, Swain. He got his pajamas on. He got his pajamas on. You want to go night-night, Ben? Swain. You want to go night-night? When Hendon Hooker (laughs) was at Virginia Tech, he threw for more than 13 touchdowns in a season zero times. He never threw for more than 13 touchdowns in a season. Okay. Okay. He threw for exactly 13 touchdowns in a season back in 2019. In 10 games. In 10 games in 2019, Hooker threw 13 touchdowns for Virginia Tech. Well, in uh, six games for the Vols this year, and and really in four and a half games of being QB1, he's already matched that total. That's pretty good right there. That's pretty good. That's pretty good right there, Ben. That is pretty good. And... I don't have anything left. You, you, you can take this to the bank with you. His 13 touchdowns are fourth best in the SEC, and his one interception ranks second fewest. You know that. You know what that sounds like Ben. It sounds like that he's had a better season than Matt Corral. If you ask me, huh? Well, huh? Matt Corral, huh, the, the one quarterback in front of him that has not thrown an interception. Sounds like he's a little bit better than Matt Corral, especially efficiency. I'm going. I'm going Danny Green this morning. You want to crown? Crown his ass. You want to crown Matt Corral? Well, crown his ass. Oh, Swain. I, I think I, I, Henry I, I, Hooker may be a little bit better this year, man. How about that? I mean, if, if you want to go that route and make me the bad guy, we can. He's been. He's he's been he's been a little bit better. I mean, I'm just looking at touch. I'm just looking at the efficiency. That's all. Well, th- technically, Matt Corral's efficiency is better. Twelve to zero. I'd rather be twelve to zero than thirteen to one. Hey man, just saying. I'm just going by the stats. The stats says Henry Hook is number one in the SEC. Look, that's all. I, I, I don't. No, nah, but these are, these are good numbers, I don't man. I need you throwing me under. These the are good bus. numbers. No, nah, these are good numbers. I don't want to go there. This is this is these are good numbers. This is. Just a uh, example of of what Tennessee has done so far this season, compared to um, last year and other years at Tennessee football. It does not mean a hill of beans for Saturday, though. What you have done in the past doesn't matter on Saturday. So it's about coming up with new wrinkles based on what the other team is doing. Offense and defense. So defensively, I know you probably see some wrinkles that maybe you can take advantage of. Um, same thing with the offense. They see, th- see some things in the Ole Miss's defense that they feel like they take advantage of. And the same can be said for special teams. And they're working on that as we speak. Or they're talking about it as we speak. Because Tennessee has you know, early morning practices. And then they'll work on it here in a little bit and work on it full speed to see if there's something that they want to Roll out Saturday. And this is where you build that trust. 
this is where you build that confidence. You work on and see if you can execute it. And if you do it over and over and over in practice, a new wrinkle, then you say, okay, guys, let's, let's bring them out, bring it out, bring it out. And that's what um, we'll see on Saturday, hopefully. But the last time Tennessee played Ole Miss, whoo, we got the drunk Tennessee fan in the stands. Looking like he's about to tip over uh, with that Tennessee orange sweatshirt on. Why was he wearing a sweatshirt? Was it that cold? I guess it yes, was that it was cold. In October. Um, I was I was at that game. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was cold. And it was a night game too. I actually did see somebody fall over in the stands. Ole Miss has tunnels that that come out like Tennessee does, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there there was a fan. An Ole Miss fan that that had a little too much to drink and mm-hmm. was wobbly, couldn't couldn't stand on their feet, looking like Deontay Wilder, and they, they just they just got a little a little too far to to the left, leaned over and flipped flipped over the top of the tunnel and into the tunnel. What what fan was it? An Ole Miss fan. You just you just let you just let them fall, huh? You didn't yeah. help them. Well, I was like ten rows behind him. I couldn't have helped, and I wouldn't have any. He was like he was like, t- he was like ten, st- ten steps behind him. Ten rows. <laughs> I was about to help them. Oops, my bad. I was too mad for the football game. Tennessee could have moved the football two yards. Every time Justin Worley Man. dropped back to pass, he got destroyed. Yeah, thirty-four to three, man. Didn't score a touchdown. It was brutal, but that was the game to let us know that um, Josh Dobbs needs to be playing. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was the, that was the game, man. We didn't have much offensive line help uh, at all, and uh, that was the game that I think really solidified Josh Dobbs playing uh, moving forward. And um, he did. He he played an Alabama game halfway through, and then uh, the rest the rest was history. But yeah, I remember that game. Whoo! It was it was it was rough. Now, I played against Ole Miss once in '04, and uh, Eli was a quarterback. Eli Manning was a quarterback, and uh, we won. It was fun, and we had a couple players. We had a player dismissed the next day because the celebration was a little little too much. Um, but this this game is. It's weird because, like, it's right down the street from Memphis, and Memphis is inside the state of Tennessee. And so, Old Miss and Tennessee has had – they've had this rivalry. Right there. Huh? That's good geography, pointing out that Memphis is in Tennessee. I see a bald head, Ben. I just want to – Right across the back, I'm, I'm back just, of your ball I'm head. I'm glad you could inform us that Memphis is in the state of Tennessee. I, I appreciate that. It is. It is. Sometimes, sometimes people don't realize that, but uh, it is in the state of, in the state of Tennessee. And but it's closer to Ole Miss, and Ole Miss has had some players from the Memphis area um, that have picked. Ole Miss over Tennessee, and so you know this this game is important for a number of reasons. We have yet to really mention that this is for recruiting advantages um, right now. You have two offenses 
that are very, very attractive um, in their own in their own right to recruits that play on the offense side of the football. So if you're a quarterback, certainly you want to play in an offense that has a Heisman Trophy candidate in Matt Corral. If you, if you're a quarterback, you certainly want to play the offense where Josh Heupel has a track record of developing quarterbacks, and uh, he's had a first overall pick quarterback. He has had a Heisman Trophy quarterback. He's had that. Did Lane have one in Alabama? A Heisman Trophy quarterback? Nope. Nope. Yes. Nope. Yep. Nope. Uh, nope. He didn't. He didn't. He did not. Because Tua, Tua never won. Because he got hurt later on in the season. He he got young. Well, and Lane was gone by by the time that season took place. Because that was just two years ago. Uh, I guess he, so Lane never young, never coached he a Heisman Trophy. Court. Yeah, he he coached Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Hurt, and Hurts. Yeah, Hurts didn't win a Heisman. Yep. So, you know, both both teams, both programs, are selling a lot to offensive players in recruiting. And so this game has a lot to do, you know, a lot of recruiting implications too. Got some players coming from um, West Tennessee. You got some players who live here that are from West Tennessee and, and Walter Nolan. Um, so, man, this is this is a huge game. Huge, huge, huge game for several, several different reasons, Ben. Yes, and the – the recruiting list is pretty impressive. And my favorite thing about it, Swain, is as of Thursday morning, uh, Eric Kane and myself have confirmed that all but two commits are set to be here. All, all of Tennessee's commitments are, are getting together this weekend. And it's not some type of coincidence. This is on purpose. They, they want... They want to be here to help recruit, and I think that is very, very cool. Taven Jackson, Addison Nichols, Cam Miller, Chaz Nimrod, Brody Foley, Squirrel White, Vincent Sneed, Masai Reddick, Mo Clipper, Elijah Herring, Dylan Sampson. I mean, all these guys are going to be here this weekend. At, at least they, they have indicated on social media or, or told one of us that, that they are going to be here this weekend and I love that so much that the commits want to make their way down for to this point the biggest game of the season and a big recruiting weekend by far the biggest by far may prove to be the biggest recruiting weekend all season the commits all want to be here to to not only experience the atmosphere but also help Tennessee recruit help recruit Walter Nolan uh, a guy like Caleb Webb, uh, a receiver from Georgia, he's going to be here for a second week in a row. He was here this past weekend for South Carolina, and I talked to him last night, and he was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to miss this environment. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't want to miss this sellout night game, uh, checker kneeling. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not missing that. So you've got a bunch <laughs> of guys coming in. Hey, maybe Caleb Webb, remember, you know how like you wake up first thing in the morning and you – you see something and you're not quite sure if you saw it, so you rub your eyes like, "Wait a minute, is that is that real?" Maybe Caleb Webb did that last week when he was like, "Yo, did did Tennessee just drop 28 points in the first quarter?" <laughs> Wait, did, am I seeing this correctly? Did these did these guys just score three plays, 60 yard drive in a minute? Am I seeing this correctly? It, 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 
60 something points against Missouri. Let me let me go back. Let me go back and just double check and make sure that I saw that correctly. Yeah, Caleb, they putting up points, man. Tennessee's putting up points. Mm-hmm. They they sure are, and and that has definitely caught his attention. So, the, it, it's a big recruiting weekend. Class of twenty twenty three has two quarterbacks coming in: Nico Lamaliva from California, uh, the the highly ranked quarterback from from out there. He'll be in. Uh, Marcel Reed, twenty three kid. Yes, yes, he's a twenty three kid. So next year's recruiting class. He's one of two quarterbacks. Uh, the other one is Marcel Reed from uh, Montgomery Bell Academy there in Nashville. Uh, and then also the, the class of 2024 quarterback that we discussed yesterday or earlier this week, uh, Jaden Davis from Fort Mill, South Carolina. He'll be in town. He, he confirmed that on Twitter last night. Uh, you, you got a lot of guys coming in. So it, it'll be a big weekend for Tennessee. Got my tickets, man. I got some tickets, man. Tickets just rained down from the heavens yesterday, buddy. You flip it. You're good to go. You, you doing the coin toss as well? No, I ain't doing the coin toss, man. Hmm. No, I ain't doing that. I figured uh, Lane and Hypo would ask you to do it. No, nah, man. Mm-mm. No, I haven't talked to Lane, man. I haven't talked to him in a long time since, since I recorded a segment with him when he was at FAU. So... It's Ole Miss week, and he is at Ole Miss, so I just ta- I just take out the A. You'll get that during the break. 865-255-03. We will take a quick timeout. So an event, Fuel by Dead End Barbecue. I'm Vince Moore, wide receiver, VFL 1991, and you're listening to The Swain Event. When I made the move to my own studio, I was worried about this. I was worried about that. I was worried about, hey, did I get this piece of equipment? Did I get that piece of equipment? Does that sound good? Does that not sound good? One thing I didn't have to worry about, that was office furniture, because office furniture outfitters met my furniture needs. With a 50,000 square foot facility, they have East Tennessee's largest selection and are the best value for new and used office furniture. Located in Knoxville, it's easy to find everything you need for your new space, including desks, file cabinets, chairs, conference tables, and more. Office Furniture Outfitters is turnkey. They came to my place, we mapped everything out that was needed, they delivered, and get this, set everything up. To learn more about what Office Furniture Outfitters can do for you, log on to OFONOX.com. That's OFONOX.com. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. 
After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. like a drum major at an HBCU. I wonder why. Let's go. Let's go, Ben. Let's go. No one dances better during a game like Stir the Pearl, though. Uh. Did you see, did you see Stir the Pearl last week when, um, um, golly, what's that song called? Uh, swag surfing. What's that song called? You know, you know, song. Yeah, I forgot swag the song. Again, I surf. That song. Yeah, what's the, what's 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 the title of that song? Swag surfing. Is that is that the title? No, yes. it's not. Yes, is it, it is. Really? Okay. Anyway, so when that song came on by Fast last week, Life Youngsters. Yeah, whatever you said. So, anyways, when Sterl was directing the student section last week, man, that was awesome. That was great. That was great. That was hilarious. And then when he directed uh, the crowd on, what was it? I think it was Go Vols or Orange and White. I think it was Go Vols uh, chant last week. That was that was great too. It reminded me of basketball games, man. Uh, he was not the best dancer in Neyland Stadium last Saturday. Who was the dance team? Who was? I can't. I can't say anything. You're right. I can't say anything. I better shut up. I just better shut up. What? But what do you think about the the basketball field with Sterl the Pearl on the microphone in the stadium? You like that? I love it. Sterl's the man. Just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. Make your approval, Ben. I, I, All right. I what's for around the SEC? I would prefer that we get rid of the orange and white chant. I think it's a little corny. Is that what it was, orange or white chant? Mm-hmm. But anyway, this is just good to have Sterl involved because his energy is infectious. Simple as that. We'll work on the chance. We'll work on the chance. It'll be even better. Now, I did talk to Sterl yesterday, and uh, 
<laughs> on Twitter, everyone was um, sharing their third down song. Mm-hmm. And I personally like um, the song from Postal and Flow. I, I prefer that song. I prefer at least that beat. Like that beat. Just drop the beat. You don't even need to say, you know, add in the words. Just drop the beat and people already know what it means. Especially Ole Miss, since they are down the street from Memphis. So I, I kind of like that. But anyways, what, what's for around the SEC? Uh, we have a couple of news and notes real quick. Ed Orgeron announced Mm-mm. that All-American corner Eli Ricks is out for the season after hurting his shoulder against Kentucky. So both of LSU's All-American corners, Eli Ricks and Stingley Jr., are now out for the season. Coach O's had a, had a rough go of it. These last couple of months, I tell you. What what team do you think he's going to be a defensive uh, line coach at next year? Uh, would you hire him as a defensive line coach? Uh, not in Tennessee, but – and it depends on what comes out with Title IX stuff, but if nothing comes out that, you know, is like John Gruden-ish where it just completely shuts down your, your career coaching football – then, yeah, I mean, I think he'll be coaching defensive line somewhere. And remember who's on Georgia's offensive staff, a former SEC West coach and Matt Luke. So where where is Coach Ogeron going to be coaching defensive line next year? Because he won't be as a head coach. I he won't be a head coach next that year. that he won't be coaching anywhere next season. That's a pretty good prediction. I can see that depending on what comes out of the title nine. Uh, the other thing I wanted to share with you, uh, blue. South Carolina offensive coordinator Marcus Satterfield has explained why he did the halfback pass with a defensive lineman on Saturday. He said, we talked all week and practiced it all week, and once we got to a certain part of the field, we were going to run that play. It was a good play. I think if we ran it ten times, it worked eight times. That time, it didn't work. I would definitely. I wished I could have gotten out of my head. If I could have do-overs, we were running the ball down the field. If I had my do-overs, I would have tried to run it in. Had that in our head, even to the point where we got close. We're on the headset, and I'm telling them, hey, go get Birch. We wanted to make sure in our meeting the night before, when we get down there, make sure we didn't lose him because that was the first thing we were going to go to. But, yep, it didn't work. Shoot, I wish it would have. We should have ran the ball in, that's for sure. See? And, hey, that kind of ties into what I was talking about earlier about Josh Heupel and me liking his mindset going into the game and having to 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 read how the game is playing out and, and adjust to situational football. Marcus Satterfield just admitted that they they were not adjusting to how the game was flowing, that they were going to go off of their their script, essentially, no matter what the situation was. No, no matter the fact that South Carolina just ran it down Tennessee's throat the entire length of the field, they were still going to try the halfback pass with a defensive lineman because they had practiced it in, in practice all week, and because they had talked about it the night before in the hotel. 
I want I want a view, Ben, of the comments from South Carolina fans from that comment. <laughs> because eight times out of ten, really? That play's not working eight times out of ten. No. It's not working one time out of ten. It was terrible. It was never open. <laughs> there was there was there wasn't any spacing. You might have ran that in practice at the twenty yard line, and it may have looked good. But that play was ran at the like five yard line, and the end zone is ten yards. You don't have any spacing. Jalen McCullough could have made the tackle on Birch and picked the ball off. He could have played both because there was no spacing. Boy, I remember those days we had Butch Jones and he would have to explain his actions and he would just flat out lie about it and we would all know he was lying and it would just make us even more mad. Man, I feel for South Carolina fans. I don't, but good luck, South Carolina fans, dealing with that. Let's get to the phones, and uh, let's get to Glenn. Glenn, good morning. Glenn, who was the star of Vol Calls last night. Really? What's up, guys? No, what's, what's up? What's up, Glenn? Can we get your autograph, man? That's right. Won't be there Saturday, <laughs> so you'll have to. Hey man, I, I wanted to echo what you said when when I heard Ben say those say what Mark Satterford. I mean, come on, dude. You see, this and this is the type of crap that we had that we've been putting up with for the last what eight years, where yeah. you know stuff scripted, nothing's ever adjusted to, and then all of a sudden, you know, you, look, man, that that tells you right there that this staff is gonna they'll be gone in three to four years down in South Carolina. So have fun with that. That's, I mean, it might work eight, eight times out of ten against Vanderbilt, but not against a competent defense. No, no. And I hate that because, you know, there's a lot of, you know, friends I have on that staff and people I like on that staff. But, man, that, that was not a good showing on Saturday. Yeah. You know what I like about Saturday? And this is what I've thought about this all week. And, you know, we have still have a lot of fan bases. I mean, a, lot, a lot of the fan base wants to bring up Lane Kiffin. But what I like about Josh Heifel is the fact that he's mellow. Uh, I think if we get in their head early, Lane's going to lose it, like he did against Alabama. I mean, going forward on those fourth downs in his own, in his own territory, I mean, that's just flat-out stupid. I don't care what the analytics tell you. That's mm-hmm. just dumb. So mm-hmm. if, we, if our crowd can continue, no matter what's going on in the game, continue to be loud and infect the game, I think that's a, that heavily advantages Tennessee because – I think the last thing they want is to go in there with a slow start or, if, you know, they throw a pick or something. I think, seriously, we have an advantage on the coaching staff just from that standpoint alone. And I think there's other advantages that I won't bring up. I think you guys might, might have already talked about. But Coach Heifel has just an even, even kill about him. He doesn't let the emotions get him. That's advantage Tennessee, in my opinion. I wanted to see what you guys thought about that. No, I, I agree with you, Glenn. And uh, as you were talking about, you know, the fourth down attempts in the Alabama game, you know, I wrote down pre-snap disruptions. And night game for Tennessee, 
And I remember, I'm not sure if we do that this year, Ben, but on the Jumbotron, we actually were counting the number of pre-snap disruptions uh, at one point. Don't know if that was during the Bush Jones era or not. It Maybe was. Okay. But it's something that's that I would like to see it actually come back because you want your crowd to, to try to beat that number, try to try to get into the double digits. You you want to stop a team from going for it on fourth down? Well, start their drive off with first and fifteen, or you know it's now second and and you know eighteen because you had a, a three yard tackle for loss on first down, and now second down you know, they go up and and they have a pre snap penalty on the false start like. Uh, Double-digit pre-snap disruptions would be awesome in this football game. You look at Florida and how they looked against us and how they looked against Alabama. I did not see that performance that they had against Florida, excuse me, uh, against Kentucky happen. But they couldn't get out of their own way. They had, I want to say, eight false starts in that football game. Eight. Mm -hmm. And Kroger Field. Kroger Field. Force Florida to have eight pre-snap penalties. Kroger Field. Are you kidding me? So if you're in the stadium, if you are in that stadium this weekend, a minimum of ten. Minimum of ten. And that will kind of cool down Lane Kiffin uh, possibly from going forward on fourth down and, and um, emotionally may force him to make some mistakes because he certainly did, did that against Alabama. And I like what Glenn was saying. You know, Heupel is, Heupel is, is even kill. He's even kill. And he has been great in game with his play calling. And I expect that to continue. That's what I do expect. I don't hope I expect that to continue, Ben. Um, your, your, your stance on um, Glenn's comments or you know, your opinion on Glenn's comments. No, I agree. I, I thought you all both hit it. Hit the the nail on the head, and I, that that's something else that Josh Eiple has been preaching all week that the the crowd needs to to do their part as well. That that Tennessee needs the crowd to do its part. Neyland Stadium needs has to be an advantage on Saturday night, and it will be an advantage. It, it will be there. There will be. I don't know about eight false starts from Ole Miss uh, in, in a game. That, that Ole Miss offense has played a lot of football together, and eight's even a lot just for, for an inexperienced offense that hasn't played a ton of football together. Can't hear, can't hear. Yeah. But I, I surely there's like two or three um, penalties, whether it's a, a false start, a delay of game, you know, a penalty in which somebody wasn't lined up on the line correctly. South Carolina had one of those penalties where uh, I don't, not enough guys on the line of scrimmage or something. Uh, probably legal, a legal formation. Right. Go ahead, seven. Right. So I, I expect two or three or four of those because of the crowd. I, I do. Again, eight's, eight's an outlier. Eight, that's a lot. That, that's an outlier. That, expecting eight false starts in a, in a game because of crowd noise is, is absurd, in my opinion, because I, I think that's a huge outlier. Like that, That's not normal whatsoever, which is why Florida fans – were madder than you know what with Dan Mullen for that. So, uh, I, but I do expect a, a couple of of crowd penalties uh, against Ole Miss uh, in, in different varieties. Yeah, o- Ole Miss has seven penalties against against uh, Alabama, and 
think about it, Ole Miss is the worst team in the SEC as far as penalties too, Ben. Penalty yardage, yep. And, yeah, and so, second worst in, in total penalties. Yeah, so uh, eight is a big number, but if, if, if Kentucky can force Florida to have eight false starts, then Tennessee should certainly force Ole Miss to, to have some pre-snap penalties and some issues as well. And that's why home field advantage can truly be a home field advantage for Tennessee. It hasn't been in a very, very long time um, with this type of this type of game and the magnitude of this football game. Um, this is this is a big one, man. This is a huge, huge game. A great opportunity for Tennessee to jump into the top 25 polls uh, for the first time in a while. Um, but the crowd noise will be a part of this game. There's no doubt about it. So how early will it impact Ole Miss? Earlier, the better. Earlier, the better. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. We got Attaboy coming up. We got touchdown turnover coming up. Stay with us. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 